What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom Says. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams. And joining me today is one of my usual co-hosts, Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are we doing today, sir? It is, uh, today is Thursday for us when we are recording this. So it's nearly a Red Friday. We got our last preseason game coming up. It's the first home game. Yeah. I expect to see none of the starters on the field. Uh, (laughs) um, gonna be very little, very, I, I would hope zero of Mahomes and probably little of most of the very important guys, um, yeah, maybe get him out there on the first the first play. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's hotter than you know what outside for basically everybody in the kingdom at this point I feel like cuz it's just un- freaking believably hot all over the place. Um yeah, other than that, it's it's been it's been decent. It's better than I was last week. Last week was unfun. I'm feeling better cuz I was definitely feeling under the weather last time, so. Hmm. What about you, man? How's uh how's it going this week for you? Doing pretty good. Good week so far. Good, good uh, week. Chiefs football. You know, obviously we had the preseason game number two, which you know everybody got out unhurt, which is the biggest goal of preseason yes. games. That's all you really care about. There's a couple uh, flashes from some guys that we're gonna go ahead and talk. There's lots of flashes. There they look really flashes. good, but yeah, that's also was, because very impressive performance versus a bad bad team. It's also before. yeah, that team has no depth. Yeah, and it's but, and we all kind of own that stadium now at this point. So yeah. It's, Three wins in a calendar year at State Farm Stadium. Thank you very much, Arrowhead uh, West. You know, well, West. Other Arrowhead. Yeah, there's too other many Arrowhead. Arrowheads at this point. I feel like, but yeah. we're getting there. It's fine. Well, it's also Arrowhead West, of which is Vegas Stadium, obviously. So that's you know. Then there's what Arrowhead Far West, which is yeah. The SoFi Chargers yeah. home. Yeah, or especially when they played in that soccer stadium. Oh man, that was oh lord. Yeah, you know. um, but yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a solid week. A lot of news to talk about some unfun news that is still going on that we're going to dive into, but yeah, we got, much news there really is. There is not much news. It's just is, the situation news, getting no, more news is no news, which is not yeah. good news. Uh, but right. yeah, we're going to dive into uh, how the preseason game went. And then we're also going to uh, kind of look at some, uh, some decisions related <laughs> to the 53 man roster because why is that? Why is that, Garrett? Why are we looking at the 53 already? on the horizon. So preseason game number three is going to be this Saturday. It's on the horizon? It is on the horizon. Saturday is the last preseason game. And then the three Tuesday? days later, Tuesday, the 20th. The, Man, that went by quick. Yeah. August 29th at 4 29th, o'clock, I believe. Yeah. That is cut down day for so the So 3 o'clock season. arrowhead time. 90 players to 53 which is, you know, obviously not a very fun day in the NFL for most guys. But, yeah, we're going to kind of see, based off especially this last preseason game, uh, you know, what we kind of see and expect going into preseason game number three and who we expect to be on that 53-man roster come cut down day next Tuesday. So, that being said, Kyle, preseason game number two, we saw a lot of good quarterback play. Isn't that right? A lot. A lot. Um, Yeah. And from a guy, one of the guys who apparently wasn't even going to play in the game. Yeah. I, that's a whole nother, like, hey, man, they want to compete in the building because Blaine wasn't even going to play. And then Shane went out there and lit it up. And Blaine was like, uh, I'll take the ball, please. Give me the ball. Yeah, I got it. And then he went out there and lit it up. Bald. Yeah. I, I mean, they, look, that's as clinically 
dominant as you need to ever be in the preseason in a game. Like, that was the only drives they really didn't score on with the ones they got penalties, and a couple of them, I, it, it is what it is. Preseason, here we yeah. are. Like, uh, they were, it wasn't even close. And that's because in the preseason, it's really hard to hide when you don't have depth in the preseason. When you when you're what your roster depth really looks like, yeah. And we know that that Cardinals organization and that roster is is bad, and they are Caleb Williams yeah. hunting at this point. They are taken for sure at this point. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, they traded Isaiah Simmons today for a seventh to for the Giants. Teams. Yeah, Jeez Louise. They also traded I think that was probably because they were honestly probably going to cut him because they declined his fifth-year option. This was his last year on his rookie deal, and they are tanking. Yeah, They won't say it out loud, but they are tanking. And also had absolutely no clue how to use him. Not at all. Oh, my Lord. Just get a seventh-round pick out of this guy, which is crazy. But At this point, more than what they thought they were getting, I'm sure. Obviously, the Cardinals not a very depth-heavy team. the Giants going, I mean, we could probably try and see if he fits in somewhere. Yeah, Wink Martindale with him. Yeah, sure. I think I can, we can make that work. Yeah, I'm sure Wink's going to have trouble figuring out what to do with a guy that they can play in three different positions depending on yeah. what package they're in. Exactly. But, yeah, the Chiefs, obviously, a couple quarterbacks uh, played really well. All, all four of the quarterbacks, actually, based off of what passer rating. Mahomes no, actually I mean, had the worst day of them all. Yeah. And yeah. straight up off eye test, all four of them played well. Like, yeah, they all just had a very, you know, uh, fundamental. That also means, you know what else that means? Of the playbook. That also means that the guys around them, all um, 17 of them that yeah. caught passes that day, had a pretty good day also. By the they way, the 18th, good day. The 18th all... guy had a target, but I think it got knocked down. Of so, course, yeah. You know. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, obviously the whole mm-hmm. offense was just playing really well. The the receivers receivers were had a lot of, I mean, all of them were playing pretty well. Uh, offensive line was looking good. We still saw a lot of good. Uh, we we had another line. focus drop moment from a couple of guys. Yep. Early and then on, they bounced back again. Look, they're kids. I, I keep calling them kids, but flat out, they're rookies, man. Like, they are. <laughs> they are brand, this is the NFL. Everybody, college is one thing. The NFL is another. However... I I didn't get a chance to watch the Andy press conference yesterday, but did you confirm whether or not that Rasheed Rice quote is correct? Uh, I've seen floating I not, around. I have not confirmed or denied that quote, but I have seen said quote. Uh, uh, I haven't got a chance to verify that, so I don't really want to speak. If that, I don't want to say that that's if he said that. I'll put it like this: if he said that out loud, that's about as big of an endorsement you're ever going to get out of that man when it yeah. comes to like that's a that's a big time statement from Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that came yeah. out of his mouth. That's what I will say. If it didn't and as like the only I'm genuinely skeptical because it would be such an out of character <laughs> thing for Andy no, Reid to exactly do. What you're like yeah, I do I do get I, I, yeah, I want I want the people at home to understand like I I'm not saying he didn't say it. I'm saying it's just so out of character, and I haven't had a chance to hear it out of my own ears. He did say that's pretty huge. For for let me see if I can find. I'll check on that while we continue. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. But yeah, the quarterbacks 
played really well. Um, first question I think that we have here, obviously with 53-man cuts coming up very soon, the quarterbacks that are going to stay on the roster. Um, historically, the Chiefs have kept two quarterbacks, although last year they did elevate Shane Bouchelle, and uh, they had him on the active roster for uh, numerous games. So that's going to be something to look at, especially with the NFL's new third quarterback rule, um, how that's going to kind of work yeah. for having three guys. Not at, at, at total. That's what okay. I thought. Well, that's what I thought. Cause there ain't was, no way was I was going to say, I'm going to listen to that press conference after this, but there ain't no way that came out of his mouth and it didn't. Yeah, that's a good thought. Um, good to know that I am corrected in being skeptical of that that quote because I was like, mm? yeah. But the quarterbacks, they, uh, you know, I think there's there's going to be a question of whether you keep two or three quarterbacks. I don't think there's the a question. I, I think yeah. we're over the question. I think we'll get we'll get to that in the fifty three conversation. But yeah, yeah, I agree. <sighs> I think it's uh, you know, it's it's not the most common thing that we've seen over the past couple of years, but. Um, Shane Bouchelle was playing really good football and he's not making it to another to another he, uh, he won't clear the practice squad, squad. he is no. going to be on another team uh, if the Chiefs cut him so that is something really to consider uh, yeah. obviously I don't think the Chiefs are going to cut Blaine Gabbert that'd be a very big shock Andy Reid's expressed his desire to go with a vet at that backup position but who knows yeah. I mean we have, they, when you have Bouchelle there. They, they have they have the new rule to take advantage of we'll talk about it when we dive into the 53 side of it yeah to look at the rest of the game itself mm-hmm. um the defense mauled them for the most part yeah defense had a good day um so was pretty consistent especially the especially the second third and fourth teams yeah all of the most of the of the back it now there's a couple guys that probably could have had better days it's not gonna work out probably for a couple of them there are going to be some guys on this team that people want on this roster that will be on the practice squad. Yep. Yeah. It, and there are going to be some guys on this team that they try to take the practice squad, I think, and end up other places because teams yank them to their 53. I don't, I think one of the guys that's going they're going to get to the practice squad and he's going to go there pretty easy because I don't think other teams are going to take that jump on him is BJ Thompson. He's done well, but I think they're going to use the elevation side of things with him. Um, he's one guy that in that yeah, in that right. Arizona game, I didn't see as much out of him as I wanted to, but I'd ha- I haven't got a chance to go back and watch specifically his snaps. I just got to watch it live that day. So it's always hard on on initial live watches to really, really tell how guys are yeah. doing. Um, and with that said, I just though I just feel like if it comes down to where they've got like a vet at one of these other positions that probably won't, well, that definitely won't get to a practice squad or won't be one of the, will be a guy that, you know, if they cut, he'll go sign somewhere else or somebody else to try to steal him. Um, That being said, I think they're going to have a couple of these young guys that they've drafted that are going to get sent, sent that way to, because they'll, because they'll clear waivers, because they'll make it to the practice squad. Whereas like, say Derek Naughty won't. Right. I do. I do see what you're saying there. It's, uh, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more from the young guys, especially yeah. with kind of the reliance that, you know, Shamari, Shamari Connor had another decent day. Yeah. In the Arizona yeah, game. Notable, notable moments. I think your special teams is getting pretty much lined up. Deneric Prince, he can catch the ball. 
Yeah, that is that is another question mark. He, he blocked pretty well. I liked his pass pro the once or twice that I I I, I noticed him pass protecting, which is why I say I yeah, liked it. Because typically, I if if I don't notice it, that means you're not doing it well enough. When yeah. Patrick got hit, and then I noticed that you didn't do it, but me noticing that he was doing it well is something Dude, because it's it's like hey, it's actually there. Yeah, I've at least seen him flash technical. that he can do it, and most of very the part there we've talked about this. It's mostly a want to thing in most cases. In in most cases, pass blocking is definitely a want to, and, and especially with the running back position. And in most cases, because in in one of our running backs' defense, he can really try to want to all he wants, and he's gotten much better at it from a technique perspective. But he's also still little, so yeah. there's only like I've seen some and and little guys that pass block, and people say no, Jets little. Jets that's Jets not also not as little as some people think. That boy is that's pretty solid. Yeah. He is a, I mean, he's a rock. Yeah, but he's and he's what stuff. six foot. I think they got him listed at six. I think I thought they had him listed at six. Here, I should have him right here. I thought they had him listed at six foot. I thought he was like five ten, but he might be. But I thought they had him listed higher. They also had Tyree Kill listed five, at five nine. Ten. He's listed at five okay. nine. They had Tyree Kill listed at five. I think ten or yeah. five ten and a half, and we know that dude. Like he's five, five ten. Yeah. Yeah. Clyde and is five, seven. Five seven for Clyde. Generic is six foot. So and yeah, and those like I said, Clyde is smaller than all the other guys. But small guy. In his time, as much as everybody likes to hate on him, his technique and he's that he's always had the willingness, but his technique he's, to do it yeah, as a smaller guy has gotten better. better. For sure. The 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 technique has gotten there. Definitely an asset that you need to have at the running back spot. Uh I will They're, say they, they've Prince, got a deep room. I just they do. They do have a deep room with the running backs. There has been a new name in the uh, in the clubhouse to, to potentially fight for a spot. In uh, and that's where it gets a little sketchy because he had a very good day. Lamichael P. Ryan looked very he, good again in Arizona. He had some really good had some really good moments. Had some really good and, runs, which is a big thing. And Dave Tobes said that Daneric was going to have to make the roster with special teams, which we know because that's what happens when you're guys like that. And yeah. he's not been returning. They don't. They don't seem to like him as the punt returner right now. No, he's actually and, listed as the main kick returner. Or as the, the yeah, yeah. This is the this is the thing. And I don't think they were using him too much. Yeah, they didn't as, use him in Arizona as a, a returner. Of, uh, hardly saw at all. a lot of ISM. Um, we mm-hmm. saw a couple other guys, but we didn't see and, that much generic. And right now, Amir is the backup punt returner on the depth chart. Yeah. With Richie as the backup kick returner. Now they right. haven't updated yeah, the depth chart sense. because Nico is still third, but they also haven't put Nico on, on any IR, IR or any well, of that stuff yet. Yeah. So I don't, I, they're waiting on what probably Tuesday because why do it when you don't have to or whatever? But probably, I don't know. yeah. Or they're still negotiating an injury settlement IR release like they were worked, like they did with, I think, Jody because that's what they have to do with that. When you IR a guy like that, I think you can injury settlement to where if they get off IR, they can come, you can bring it. I don't yeah, know. I don't There's think they did that. Jody, I think, because his is or it's uh, it's not Jody. Who would they do it with? They did it with, they did it with um, a couple guys. They're like an yeah, Stone or something. I'm yeah, they have they have, and they've done it in the past too. I think they did it last year with Marcus. No, it wasn't Kemp. They did it with somebody else. Last. They they've done it a bunch with the IR yeah. stuff, and that's how um some of the injury settlement stuff works with some of these guys because I know they can always come back with a signed contract. I don't, I, there's a whole bunch of weird rules when it comes to yeah, this. Yeah, I've seen it around the league. There's just settlement, injury yeah. settlement. They get free, and then they can get come back if they're... Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I think they there's a waiver process, and if they mm-hmm. clear the waivers... Then they can then go back through. Right. 
revert right to the IR. I think that's what they might have done with Jody. I'm not sure. So the thing that the other guy that stood out, Leo, man, Leo had another good day and they're going to be able, I think they're going to use him in different ways than they used him last year, which I am very curious to see how that goes. They're doing different things with him. He's yeah. pass and, rushing in some areas. He's yeah. yeah. So that's going to be fun to watch. Been, been doing some different stuff. How do we feel about Echo? How did we feel about Echo? I, we yeah, didn't talk about him last episode. We didn't talk about him last episode. Right, he was the one omission that we had of all those other... Which is bad, because he actually played really well last game and against the Saints, but he didn't have such a good day against Arizona. Yeah, yeah he's he has shown a lot of impressive stuff. Um, I also just think there's too many DBs for him to make this roster. Yeah, and I'm not sure... I mean, looking at the roster, it's... You know, there are a lot of DBs to, to kind of make, and I'm not sure exactly how many they'll have to keep, especially with all the other... Yeah, it's gonna be weird. We're, when we get to the fifty-three man, we'll kind of see how it all balances out. But I don't Nick know if still got those up. broken fingers, right? Nick, uh, he does have he does have some broken. I think a broken finger or something. But I think he should be pretty good. I think he should. I, I think would, he's. I mean, you would fine. think a few weeks and the broken fingers would be okay. I mean, they're not gonna yeah. be perfect, but they'll be healed enough to put in them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just looking at the DBs, I mean, I feel like it'd be. More unrealistic for them to carry more than 10 defensive backs. Oh, total. no, I think 10 is your total, but I just think yeah. trying to figure out what the 10 names are is going to be. Yeah, that, exactly. I guess let me rephrase that. I think figuring out what the 10th name is is going to be interesting. I think that's the one. Yeah, because I think there's, I think, I think it's basically between Eco and, and Dion Bush for, you know, and one's a safety, one's a corner, but either way, you're kind of just playing special teams at that point or DiCaprio Boodle you got in there. I mean, there's a couple other younger guys, but I I not so certain DiCaprio is making this roster. No, I don't think so either. I, I think, think you're, I think yeah. your five safety. I think you have five safeties for sure. I think Reed, yeah. Cook, Edwards, Shamari Connor, and Deion Bush are all making this roster. Yeah, I think Deion Bush does stay. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you have Trent Legarius, Josh Williams, and Jalen Watson. And then what? Yeah, so probably Nick Jones if he's if he's healthy. Nick Jones um, fractured multiple fingers on his left hand, which seems unfun. Multiple. Yeah, that is a lot more than one. The one that I thought. So we'll have to see. That, he might that be. That would be an interesting. That'd deal. be pretty unfortunate to have them, you know, have an IR thing with him. Uh huh. The only thing there is, do you maybe slide him on pup list him and then pull one of the other safe one of the other uh, DBs that you think can slide through to a practice squad or pass waivers and bring him back yeah, right after? Yeah, they have they have some good young guys there. I mean, That's they've cool. got Boydo, they've got Khalif Hasil Hasil right? No, I think it's Hasil. They weren't pronouncing it with the L's like traditionally. We got Lamar Jackson, of course. Which, yeah, you know. DiCaprio is there. Um, Jerron Lowe, Isaiah Norman, Anthony Cook. They've got a bunch of guys back there. And also, most of them are really young, and they've played pretty well. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I think, and we know this, special teams is coming and coming, going to come into a large factor here of which one exactly. of those guys right. is the Deion most Bush, important. Deion Bush well, is definitely get a nod. that's why Dion, I don't even think, is a question mark. That's why yeah. I think he's, a, uh, he's the ninth guy, and then you're just trying to figure out who's that the 10th. Yeah, so or maybe they even just keep nine and they have an extra spot somewhere else. You know, you yeah, never know so. how it kind of balance out. But that's yeah, a little defense, bit of the fifty-three on the on the defensive yeah. cornerback side. Defense um, is definitely a solid showing. Um, saw a little bit from uh, from King Felix Felix on DK Uzama. 
He's flashing. He we is talking flashing. About he's, this. Showing, he's showing a lot of good stuff. I talked about it last week. Consistent. I just would like, yeah. Yeah, the last but week, flashes like, are there, and if you can more consistent this week, but I also think the level yeah. of competition wasn't as it's strong. not like the worst the worst situation for him. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if you put him in as as a situational pass rusher, which is going to be the first year, like you're going to be okay. Uh, now, obviously, with the yeah. the lack of a couple other guys on that D line to start the year, it uh, it might get kind of he might have to get thrust into the fire a little. You quicker. know, I think everybody's a little bit overreactory because I think George and Mike, barring health, will be able to play three downs a piece they yeah. both have the stamina i think in in that aspect george is dealing with what sounds like a flu bug so let's hope he gets over that quick um yeah his stomach andy said he was dealing with some stomach but he, they don't expect it to take very long and i'm like no, yeah that sounds like a flu bug. Thing you're used to. yeah that's not the frank thing everybody take a deep yeah, breath come on. everybody calm down um so but let's not i know that it's only his second year but he turned it a corner down the stretch back half of that season. And he did not hit a wall. He actually accelerated in the back half of last season, unlike most rookies. So I'm, I'm less concerned about the DN situation. um, I I think a lot of people are because I also think inside out so much, you know, and then you, I think they also people sleep on Mike Dana hard. So, yeah, Mike Dan is going to have a, a big year again. And, you know, they have Malik Herring there. You've got – I think there's a couple guys like Danny Shelton who might make an actual run for the uh, roster. I don't, I don't know that Malik isn't on the practice squad again this year. I don't know. I, with Menahue off the first, you know, six – That six may be the only reason. That that's kind of why I would lean that way. But I don't think you're going to see him on the field much. Yeah, I'm not sure. You're not you're definitely probably not I, as much I, as and with Felix. I, I think you'll see Felix some Danny Shelton that probably makes this roster. You know Turks on this roster. Like there's Turk is gonna make the roster. they're gonna have more defensive tackles guy. that they kind of because that out guy that you can use. Yeah, Turk. Let me rephrase that. They're gonna have more defensive tackles because they've built this defensive line like I've been talking about for multiple years now to be just a kind of bunch of dudes that pretty much all look the same except for the big big boys that they have yeah. they have a couple of just monster space eating humans although both seem to have well one is pretty damn athletic for how big he is getting keandre coburn and yeah. danny shelton is moving and danny seems shelton. to be down late quite a bit yeah, and danny looks shelton different eating he was like i am gonna make these cardinals pay he's a guy that danny shelton but they, he, he looks different all- than last year because we talked about him last year i was hopeful for him last year when yeah. they signed him but i they he looks different he seems to be playing different. He's yeah, like, he was he's flying around and eight years. He's thirty years old and he just has this juice still. It's he crazy. looks he it's looks better than it. last year. Yeah, it's a big cliche to say it, but like I loved him coming out of Washington eight years ago. I think that was the same draft that Marcus uh, Peters was in. If I if I'm getting yeah, I think the, they were teammates. Yeah, so that was one of those things. I was like, man, this is a this is a really good guy and. You know, he's had an up and down career, but now he's all of a sudden flashing with some juice. And I think he has a legit shot to make the roster. Um, so that's good to yeah, see. Good that to see a big body that can, that can fill Marcus space. Peters. Yeah, especially with, uh, you know, potential lack of other space. Well, doors. and they're athletic. Like, they're getting, yeah. that's insane to say, but Danny Shelton for 300 and whatever pounds he is. 45 listed on the website, yeah. But he was near... He was way closer to four bills last year than that. If I oh, he's yeah, with his he's size. gotten three seventy before, yeah. And you know, with him and Keandre Coburn can move for a big boy. 
Yeah, he's uh, Turk Wharton can move for Turk. a big dude. I mean, he's not super um, big; he's like two nineties, but still. I know that two ninety is small, but <laughs> but still, big guy who can uh, move pretty well. Yeah, and, right. and then you've got and and the, so this is where I think, and I've talked about for a while with the Spags defense, where he wants a whole bunch of guys all the way across the D line that are all pretty similar, in bit, mm-hmm. and they can interchange them in and out, and they can move them all over Man, the place. Feller. Come on. I don't know that you have to carry as many defensive ends because I don't think there's as many guys in the defensive end room that are going to make this roster. Yeah, I think really when you look at like 53-man roster predictions, you really just just call so, all defensive linemen. Like just mm-hmm. how many defensive linemen are you keeping? This is, not, this I mean, is the way like, Spags builds defenses. Yeah, you, your like DBs Derek and your Nottie. D-line are like, what are the positions? Yeah, besides like Derek Nottie and Danny Shelton, like everyone's just a defensive lineman. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, Keandre Coburn's, Coburn's big, but yeah, he's a Keandre, I mean, call him a, yeah, defensive tackle, I guess too. But yeah, he's a D tackle, but he's a D lineman. Like those are their three. Yeah. Those are the three guys. If you had to throw a nose tackle in, you're picking one of those three, dude. Right? Yeah. If you had to say you are NT, like yeah, you are the nose tackle. There you go. And that's but, and that's funny because Derek Naughty is that used to be Derek Naughty. Yeah. Now he's. I mean, hmm. and he's probably making this roster as one oh, of the, I'm and he's probably the starter. In, the, in in that slot until somebody takes it. But again, comfortable. I he's think looked Derek Naughty. Yeah. He's looked more like Derek Naughty from last year. Or not last year, but the year before. He's he yeah, started he has ago. an extra step. It I don't know. It'll be interesting with this D line room because of the suspension and everything else and all the yes. other stuff. And I guess we should talk about the other things so we can yes, actually do this fifty three man prediction. Let's talk about the other things here real quickly. There's a couple <sighs> other things and like we kinda of said in the intro not much news, but that is news on these fronts. Uh, first and foremost, Legarius Sneed has still not practiced or played or done anything yet this uh, this offseason. Obviously, he was dealing with a little bit. Still day-to-day with the knee, and I know PTSD. Uh, the last year. And then this whole year, it's been knee, knee swelling and knee inflammation and, and whatnot. So he has yet to see the field with uh, with only like 15 days, I think, until the NFL season. That's a little bit worrisome, and you definitely – it's not yeah. what you love to see. Not but what you love. You don't. Love I'd rather me. deal with it now than and have it yeah, try to get it under time. control than screw with it later in the year. You still got time to get him to get him good, and he'll be up to speed pretty quick. I think he's a solid athlete. Uh, I'm not too concerned about him being up to speed mentally anyway, because he's yeah. Oh yeah, mentally. That's the thing. At least he's been there and been in all the meetings and all that stuff, and and he's working with the guys still. It's if you go off of what Spag said, he's one of the smartest players he's ever had. So. Oh yeah, because yeah, Spag absolutely loves him. So it's you know full he, confidence that yeah. Jerry Sneed, once he is healthy, he's going to be very, very good to go. And just I, I knees but, are tricky things, and people are very PTSD ish with the day to day thing with Eric Berry, and y'all just need yeah. to breathe and let it go. It'll. I think Sneed. It, I think that'll be okay. A, it's going to be a, a resolution. I think they're just playing it safe. Similar how the, I mean they played Isaiah Pacheco really safe. They had. Oh yeah, he hadn't even. He just took his non contact jersey off, right? Like, yeah. So Three it's like ago? I think they're they're definitely leaning towards playing guys safer this uh, this offseason. Yeah. Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony has been played safe exactly, exactly. We haven't seen him since the first. We didn't even see it. We haven't it seen him. Yeah, we haven't punt, seen Kadarius Tony. The first but, punt rep of the entire training yeah, camp. Literally just warm ups. So it's one of those things. But yeah, it's uh, Legarius Need. I think he'll be good to go. The other piece of news. That has hit the the airwaves this week. Uh, Chris Jones has you know 
still not signed the contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, well, signed a contract extension. He is still holding out. And uh, as per Andy Reid in the Enterprise Conference yesterday, he said there's been no communication between uh, between Chris Jones and the Chiefs. And uh, he said yeah. he's had no communication. Yeah, there's there's been no communication so. with Chris. That doesn't and 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 people need to be. I know, I know, it's bad. It doesn't sound great. Also, at the same time, he says things in a very deliberate manner. He does. He does. It doesn't necessarily mean that Brett and the agents haven't been talking. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's been no contact between the organization and his camp. Yeah. They asked him if he's been in contact with Chris Jones. I believe was the question, and he said there's been no communication. He could be giving you the straight line answer of yeah. I mean, Nate Taylor is like, a athletic. Article, I read it. Some more light on it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it still it's, doesn't seem like the most positive. Not ideal at this point. Not we ideal. know that. Not ideal at all. Um, we everybody would prefer him to be in camp. I'm sure he'd like to be in camp with a new deal. I'm sure the Chiefs would like him to be in camp. Um, I know the teammates want him in camp. The fan base at this point. Guys, look, it's a business, man. At the end of the day, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Could situations have been handled differently by all parties? Probably. And I'm sure we'll reflect on that after we get a resolution of some variety on what what that is. Yeah. I know that a lot of people are mad at him for the tweets or whatever. I get it. I also understand his side of it. But also, there are some things that just don't make sense from some of the stuff that he's said on there. And I yeah. really wish, and I really wish his agents, maybe they did tell him, maybe he just chose not to. But in from my view on it and how usually you see this go with agents and players, if they don't, if an agent gives you a suggestion, wants you to not do something and tells you or, or, or does something a certain way, they traditionally don't do it because they don't want to jeopardize leverage on these contracts. They don't want to jeopardize situation. Anything, any little thing can tip things weirdly when it comes to these contract negotiations. So a lot of the times you play it close to the vest. And I just, I just don't know how much experience, and this isn't a knock on these agents, but the look at the rest of their NFL client list. And it's not the same kind of guys. Chris Jones is the only notable guy. So, so at that point it's hard because then the agents need to get the big deal done because they need to get their check. They want, want, so they want a certain thing. So they want a certain thing. Then Chris has his interests too. And they also have Chris's interests at heart. So they need to get Chris the deal that Chris wants while still being able to get what they think they need to get to make them look a certain way to present themselves to future clients. Hey, we can get these big deals done for these big name guys and get them what they want and get them where they need to be. This is all part of the game. It's a business. So the one I, I genuinely believe the fan base would not be reacting in the way that they have been, save for the one tweet. It's, yeah, I mean, there's a all the other stuff is silly and annoying and whatever. There's that one, one tweet, tweet and that is that everybody them. off. Really, and it's like really damage. I hate that. That's it. It's business. Also, the thing is though and this isn't specific to Chris, most of the general public does not want to hear a rich person say I'm rich out loud. And saying yeah. I can afford it when it's t- when you're talking about millions of dollars to peop- a, g- a general populace that yeah. isn't exactly having the most fun at this point with the uh, current economic situation, yeah, it's not going to ring. It's not going to ring very 
very cool with some folks. And I'm not telling you that those folks are right, but I am telling you that perception matters when this stuff yeah. happens. And I just wish that I, I, my thought is if that tweet doesn't go out, he's the reaction. There's still going to be a one, a few off in the corner because there's always going to be somebody that has no, to have a problem with something. That's how it works. That's how this stuff works. But I, there's been more of the, of the people that you don't typically see way over there consistently mm-hmm. kind of take the net, take that, the, the, the angry approach towards him at this, mostly because of that tweet. Like, yeah. I, and Herm didn't, Herm, Herm Edwards is a crazy individual. He was a fun dude. He was an interesting coach. He's said a lot of things, but one of the most correct things he's probably ever said was sometimes you just don't press send. And that goes for everybody everywhere on just social media. Yeah, everybody. Me, you, your mom, your grandma, everybody that has yeah. social media. Sometimes you should type a message out and just delete it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I will it. say, I will say about the entire Chris Jones situation. It's uh, just to make a lot of sense for for the both. Oh, the week eight thing makes no sense. Yeah, I mean that definitely doesn't make. I definitely, I feel like that's really just posture. That's that a troll point. thing. I don't really that's care. Not, that's no, why I, that doesn't I, matter to me. That doesn't, doesn't make sense. no he's sense. He's just losing. Like we kind of talked about, he's just kind of losing money at that point. Well, not even that. That, that and really then he trapped himself. A ton of sense to me as far as like. Well, he really doesn't benefit. If he right did now, that, you know? if he held out to week eight, he would trap himself because of the CBA that the players negotiated. Yeah, exactly. So, With how, according to the CBA, works like his franchise, if they were to oh. franchise tag him next year, it just goes drastically down. It goes like $24 million, which is yeah. what Quinn Williams is getting paid. So he's missing out on a big, he's you know, it's just taking like $10 million dollars in fines, roughly. He's taking, yeah, gonna get because you're, you're missing eight game checks and you're already missing two million, like $2 million from training camp, and game checks yeah. are like a million per. Exactly. So, so it's like it's like ten million dollars of your twenty million. million. Then you're missing and more then, money on your contract next year, and, and then yeah. you're just not going to get a big long term. Well, deal. You, I mean, you could just sign the deal right now. They're going to tag you next year. Yeah, because exactly. then you're, you're twenty four million on the tag, and now you've put out your your ability to get your next deal another year. Yeah, and that's not it's that's the chiefs using the cba because they can that's what we mean when we say the leverage a lot of the times favors the teams in these scenarios because the cba is built to have these guys sign these deals and have them play these games exactly not a lot of leverage left for the reason the reason nick bosa is not being discussed in the same fashion with these same kind of contract conversations is because he's on his rookie deal and they're and they can waive those fines yeah, exactly. This is a different. That thing. they that did are, get right in the CBA. Yeah, but that's the difference. Who you're on your second contract? Those fines don't get waived. Those fines are, are right. Permanent. So the difference and the reason that the players, I think, my only under reason I can think of why the players would have gone this route in the CBA and gone ahead with the, doing it this way is because ninety nine and a half percent of the time, what's the biggest contract that you're going to get as a player? It's the second one. Contract. Yeah, that's the one that you want to cash in on. Not many guys make it to a third third big contract. Three contracts in the NFL, especially two big ones, is yeah, very, rare. very rare. Very, very rare. And obviously Chris is trying to do that. I think the big problem now, besides all the the uh how did you phrase it? The I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. It's Chris wants a guaranteed number. Yeah. That he the really wants negotiations, you know, the un unfaithful. The agents want an AVV number. I don't even know that they're unfaithful, but the agents want an AVV number because they need to save face and or have a certain present present not save face, but have a certain presentation. 
Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have a number and a guaranteed number. Yeah. And the agents are stuck in the position of we have to get Chris his guarantee. So the Chiefs are going to have to – there's going to have to be movement on both sides to get a deal done because that's how negotiations work. But I, like I said, they've said 30. I think it's more about the guarantees. I think the agents probably are bottom dollar wanting 28 AVV. I think Chris is probably wanting somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 million guaranteed. And Kansas city is probably at that 27 million AVV and 70 ish million guaranteed. They may have to go up if they really want to get this done to, 72 75 73 guaranteed and that goes down to how much can we do and i think the other thing probably is chris wants four years guaranteed and brett probably wants three Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just the agents want four and three like just for reference for people too like quinn and williams is the second highest paid defensive tackle he just got paid this offseason four years four million over four years with with 66 yeah so it's you can see kind of where the trouble stands because then top the top paid defensive tackle in the league, Aaron Donald, he currently makes thirty one million a year. I'm not on sure a three year deal. Yeah, on a three year guaranteed deal with like I, I think nearly. Want to say was was it almost fully? Was it was he? I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Why do I want to say that was a fully? Um. Received sixty five million in guarantee. Sixty five, but okay. it was a three year deal, and it's thirty one million overall. Right, and thirty one, so you can see the kind also, of Chiefs are in because the well, second highest paid is twenty four million. The highest paid is thirty one million. So you have a seven million gap of like and, how do you fit a person in as the second highest paid defensive tackle in that gap? Like Kyle said, the agents probably want thirty. The Chiefs probably want closer to like twenty seven. And so you, there's a middle ground here that you have to find that satisfies everyone also with the guaranteed money and the years. I mean, something yeah. has to give and how I, Brett Beach has done negotiations since he's been here. He is very firm in his negotiations. He has a number and he is pretty set on that number. And it's not often that he's paying top of the market money, even to, I mean, the biggest stars. Here's so here's the other thing that we have to factor in with the Aaron Donald situation that we don't talk about enough when it comes yeah. to this. He's go. I know that technically he would not be the top paid player in the market. He would be the top paid player that wasn't overpaid to save from retiring from football and being that guy. Like Aaron Donald had four years basically in a row of defensive MVP or all pro or player yeah. of the year on defense. And he basically said, I'm retiring. I really don't need this anymore. And they had to overpay him to get him to continue to play. So they did. That's fine, but that's also the same conversation of kind similarly to when Lamar Jackson tried to go get his deal and wanted the Deshaun Watson contract, and the rest of the league went, "That's not, we're not doing that because that was stupid." Aaron Donald is an outlier. Deshaun Watson's an outlier contract. Like, that's like not those are not traditional deep. contracts. Yeah. It's hard to use that as a "This is what it should look like" when that deal is yeah. so far I mean, drastically different, as opposed to how the rest of the market kind of reacted to and it. How it's structured. Yeah. So definitely it's it's tough. It's it's a tough, complicated mess. And that's why it's business. But also that's why I just wish Chris would have left that one tweet in his in his drafts because he could have saved a lot of the the ridiculous some of the ridiculous tweets I've seen. Like y'all are entitled to feel however you want to feel, but some of the stuff about the respect about him him 
disrespecting his his teammates understand this it's a biz oh yeah we heard from, we heard those from guys gotta get paid too yeah we like, heard from they're all in this boat yeah a couple and of the guys have talked about it and there's no so, there's no bad blood it's just, it, like i said it's no, a business it, it's, NFL and it sucks business. But here's the here's the part of it. The business side of everything always sucks. Pretty much oh, yeah. everything fun anybody likes to do, like podcasting, right? Like we love pot doing this. This is fun. Oh, yeah. You know what sucks about this? The business side. It's a pain in the butt. It's hard. It's annoying. It's time consuming. It's not fun, but it's part of it. So yeah. we get to do this and have fun doing this. Streaming yeah. that crap. It's fun, but the business side of it is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, your day job stinks it's your day job right but you have to do it to have fun at night like it it's part of the business it's how the business works and chris jones like, is handling his business and i like, hope that you get for your day job that you love your day job but you know that at your day job that if you love it most of the time the parts that you hate are the business side you like the people you like what you're doing i hate talking about all this crap all the tape and the and the training videos yeah. and the and the money side of the nasty yeah. stuff and all that. And nobody enjoys that part of it. It's not fun. So it's always going to be an unfun conversation. Anyway, I, I guess my thing for the fans would be, y'all, let's just let's see what happens before we're all. Yeah, I think I'll be 100 percent honest with you. He's a ring of honor introductee, regardless of whether or not he signs his contract. Yeah, I his legacy is not going anywhere. I hate to break it to you guys. He's he's still going to be. I don't y'all can be mad. It, I don't care. He he's going into the Ring of Honor. You were mad at Tony Gonzalez. Where's Tony Gonzalez going? Same place. Like it, he's no. already. I think he's already in, isn't he? Like it, 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 it. Yeah. Stop. Like yeah, it, it's a Chris, business. Chris Jones situation. It's like it's a business. Deal just wait for a Tony Gonzalez. Like we all guy. want a resolution. I think that's a very solid consensus. But who doesn't? Gonna, Chris, yeah. they want a resolution. Nobody is having fun in this. I know it's been a minute since since there has been a resolution, but you just gotta chill. You just gotta Nobody chill. Nobody is having bit. fun. Just let it let it play out. All right. If he starts also, missing games, maybe we'd be concerned then. But also, until, some of this fan way, base has earned some games. of the trolling he's done because some of y'all need to leave that man alone. Don't at yeah. players on Twitter. I don't know why y'all do that crap. Leave these people alone. They are normal yeah, humans like right. the rest of us. We've got 15, 14 days to uh, until we really then maybe we hit the panic mode then, but we ain't got to worry about it. I'm not even going to look, man. I don't panic until there's a reason to. And right now we yeah. haven't playing a game tomorrow. So, yeah, exactly. We are playing a game tomorrow. So we're, and, and we're not. But yeah, we're playing a game. to. Well, when you're hearing this, we're playing a game tomorrow, but it doesn't count. So yeah. let's relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, we've got All football right. being played this Saturday. And so. Before that, we're going to just quickly kind of run through our. We're going to do uh, this fifty-three. First, we're going to do our fifty-three. This first and only one that we're basically doing because cut downs are on Tuesday, unless, unless some wild things happen this week. Notable news that changes things, but I think uh, going into the preseason game number three, there's really not a whole lot of things that I can really foresee changing, unless, like I said, barring some very big, uh, very big change of circumstances, you know. I think it's going to be a just a kind of a reassurance of most guys that you're looking at. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, let's dive into it quickly here. Um, quarterback. That's it's. We kind of talked about it earlier. Three. I think. Yeah. I think they're going to keep three. I think that's especially with the third quarterback rule. How that has to work. They have to be on the 53 man roster. I do believe. So it's, I don't even think it's a question with how well Shane's played. Yeah, and you just can't let Shane Bouchelle. I mean, in a couple of years, I could easily see him being the full time backup. 
or, maybe if not next year. You or know. you trade him and get a bunch of picks. That's another thing, yeah. Or I mean, get a pick. They, Andy used to do this with backups all the freaking yeah, time in Philly. Could probably use a, a solid backup quarterback over there and say something. Sam Howell looked good, not, not going to yeah. lie. Now, I mean, yeah. uh, how much of that is the team he was playing against? But they look, hey. That's a good question, yeah. But I, I mean, if Eric Bietamie does what I think he's going to do with that offense, Washington's going to make some people uncomfortable next year and this year in the fun. NFC. Hopefully Terry McLaurin is, is good for them. But, yeah, he's Shane Bouchel is just too valuable to kind of let go. Um, so, yeah. yeah, they probably end up and, and specifically because of the new NFL rule, guys. That is a big. If you big carry three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster, you can have one of them active on game day that does not count to your game day activations. It lets you take advantage of a bonus roster spot. Exactly. And so. when you have a wealth at that position, which is never a bad thing to have in the NFL, no matter who the guy at the front is. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't just willy nilly give it away. And there's, I like Garrett and I have said that I don't think there's, they, I think they moved him up to the active roster last year because Arizona tried to take him off the practice they squad. Did. Yeah, they did try to sign him a couple times. So he was on the active roster for, I think, the entire end of the season. So, yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I just don't see how they don't enter with him on the roster at camp. There's three of them. That's it. Yeah. I don't think there's even a discussion. Yeah. That said, so, the running wide receiver back. room. Oh, you want to go running backs? Let's go running backs. Let's go running backs. Yeah, yeah. So, We've got, I think, three obvious ones. You're getting four. Uh, who's yeah, the four? We're going to keep four running backs here. Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is are all going to be on the first 53-man roster. Now, if something crazy happens and Clyde maybe gets traded, that's up to that TBD. Um, but he is going to uh, make the 53-man roster. The Chiefs like him a lot more than the fan base does, guys, just is, so you guys that know. That is saying something. That is, yeah. Um, so that fourth running back spot is really the biggest one. I believe that they will keep four. They did it last year. They did it a couple last couple of years. Um, between Daenerys Prince and Michael P. Ryan are the two the two notables. Daenerys Prince had the lead for most of the training camp, and then Michael P. Ryan had a very big game. Uh, you know, this and, past this past Cardinals game, and we didn't see Daenerys on special teams a lot in that Cardinals game. Yeah, and so, we didn't see Daenerys. I think Daenerys got reps after LaMichael did in the game itself. I believe, I believe, yeah, LaMichael did. Yeah, and it's like, and LaMichael Pirine, man, is a different cat than. He is, I mean, he's a fourth round pick only like two years ago. He's also a different type of back than we really, you really have at any of in of your other yeah. three running backs. And I think Daenerys Prince imitates a couple of your other guys in some areas a little too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think Daenerys Prince is probably an easier get to the practice squad, like we talked about with some of yeah. the other things we're going to get into here. I think he's I probably agree. easier to slide to your practice squad, and you can use some practice squad elevation sometimes on games. You mm -hmm. can do that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, running backs get hurt in this league exactly. like, it's all the freaking back. time. You're so he could end up start on the practice squad and by week eight be up because somebody got dinged up and whatever. Exactly. Um, and that could be on special teams or in the backfield that gets digged yeah. up that he comes up for at that point. So I think you're for just because of what we've seen, what they did and what he did on the field when they gave him the opportunity. I think you're three or the, the three guarantees. And then LaMichael. Yeah. I think LaMichael P. Ryan is very likely to make this roster. So I, it's definitely between those two dudes. I don't think Jerry Ely's done enough to hang around. No, I think he'll probably end up making the practice squad anyway. Probably. Put on I don't think he's going to make the uh, – he's not done enough oh, yeah. to make the no, no, no real chance to think of him making it. But, yeah, the Michael Pierre, I'd say, is, the, is RB4 for this, this year. Congratulations. Uh, yes. 
All right, moving on to wide receiver here. That's been kind of the notable one. There's most of these are pretty much locked in. Um, are we are we convinced on seven here? I think I mean you have to be right. I mean Andy mentioned it in the in his conference. So right? that puts you at fourteen. Matt, you mentioned it. That puts you at fourteen with running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. You're yeah, gonna keep. They're gonna keep nine or ten offensive linemen. Yeah. And that's going to put you at 23 or 24 in there. That means you're going to have to figure out three or four tight ends. Yep. All right. Well, let's, let's run down the wide receivers real quick. I think it's pretty much set in stone. So who's your lock? Sky Moore, Richie yeah, James. We got Sky Moore. We got Marquez Valdez Scantling. We've got Kadarius Tony. We've got Justin Watson. We've got Rasheed Rice. We've got Richie James as number six. And then Justin Ross is pretty much a lock to be on the roster. God, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so it's that would be the seven there, um, which sucks for Amir Smith Marset because yeah. he balled in that Arizona really game. Did, really did earn. He's going to be on an NFL roster, I think, this year. I think he really. Uh, will. I think Cornell Powell probably is too. I don't yeah, think either I mean, of those guys clear yeah. practice squad. To be frank, no, with you guys. no, and then obviously the only other be Nico Romijo. Um, um, he will probably end up be a, a surprise IR candidate. If not, he'll clear think- practice. Yeah. Otherwise, so I mean, I can see him clearing waivers pretty easily and making it back on the practice squad, depending on what Fry he Fogel, wanted. probably to the practice squad there. Yeah, he, he's done well. plenty of things. He looked fine. Yeah, um, and then with Jerion Ely as a wide Ty, receiver, Ty Scott caught caught a couple of passes in that game. They'll probably Ty Scott. Congratulations! Get your real estate license soon. Uh, Juwan Green is the guy that I don't believe ended up with a catch in the game. He had the target, but not the catch. No, I think he's only signed like one or two days before, anyways. Yeah, so there was there was one guy I can't remember which name, but yeah, there's there's they and then yeah, and then they have the XFL guy and the other dude. They brought in some different wide receivers for tryouts and stuff. They had they're just going to bring guys. That was the other guy they did the IR settlement thing with Kakoa. Crawford, oh, Kakoa, yes. They let him go to then bring in the XFL dude. Yes, exactly. But so, yeah, I'd say that seven wide receivers is pretty much set. Amir Smith, uh, I think, did yeah. make it pretty hard at near at the end there. But, um, which is yeah. interesting. And this is where Dave Tobe factors in and things can get wonky on roster cut right. down days and you get goofy surprises. Backup punt returner and at the moment, returner, you know, and the, and chart. is the only other guy on the punt returner depth chart right now, and we know he's de- he's banged up. Yeah, that is some that really is something to consider. I mean, so, we've seen Justin Watson out there returning punts and kicks last year. We saw Sky Moore obviously oh, can do yeah. it. I am, I don't think people really I, people are so upset about Justin Watson. He's going to be a starting wide receiver on oh, this yeah. team. And I also could see him still getting some return reps because yeah. he did. But he only year. played like 15% of special team snaps last year. I think Charles Goldman put that tweet out. So shout yeah. out Mr. Mr. Charles Goldman of his new uh, position at, I believe, oh, A to Z Sports. Congratulations yeah. on that, Charles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the only thing where that could get wonky. That might um, be like one surprise moment. And we'll have to see how this last preseason game goes. Hopefully people are going to lose their healthy. board if Justin Ross is not on that roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, that would be. But I genuinely would be surprised if Justin does. With just everything he's shown, his, he's just, like we just talked about with LaMichael P. Ryan, he looks yeah. different than most of the other wide receivers you have. Yeah, he looks different than a lot of wide receivers in the NFL. Like, he just looks. Well, did you hear Dan Olosky's quote about him today? Or yesterday or today? Whatever I day it was. I did, I did hear about it, yeah. He basically said if he's healthy, AJ he's A.J. Green. Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, 
I remember that. Yeesh. Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison because AJ that's Green a large was... shoe to fill. Yeah, from wasn't prime AJ Green. AJ Green was, but big guy who could get separation and had Yo, great hands. Prime AJ Green was a animal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he was one of the highlights of that Bengals team that otherwise was very horrible for a long time. They Although they have they've always had receivers. It seems like yeah. they've had, had Ocho Cinco and yeah, him. They had TJ Hushmanzada. They had yeah. God. I love that you know who TJ Hushmanzada is. Of uh, course I do. And Chris Hushmanzada. Chris Henry. R.I.P. Chris Henry. Yeah, rest in peace, yeah. Chris. They've um, had, and then you got the count. Ta- they have talented wide receivers now. Yeah, they got yeah, very very good wide now. receivers now. So yeah, it's like that is, that is one part of the. The best wide receiver team of this of this century. They've this been pretty consistent by. with it. It's nice for them. No. I just... Yeah, but our wide receivers are better. I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, I I don't hate when we have it, but this yeah. group is probably one of the deeper wide receiver rooms, top to bottom. It Mahomes is not, is not the most talented. As, as you know, it's like not. The it's not the, it doesn't Cam have Watkins. the. It doesn't have the top end leaning Hall of Fame talent at the top of the wide receiver. Exactly. Room. We had Tyreek and Sammy. Like that was very top heavy, but then behind them it was kind of you know. But now it's super, very deep that we have. I don't see a Demarcus Robinson on this roster. No offense, D-Rob. No, no. Byron Pringle, great, great guy. But there's no Byron Pringle on this roster. Like Byron, these there's skill sets here that are deeper. So it's just so it is what it is. Um, but it's it's an interesting room. I'm scared of Dave Tobe. That could be the funky part. That could be that could be the killer right there. Tight ends. Maybe three. Three tight ends. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't think either of Blanton or, or Gaithings is anywhere near this roster. I, it, no, the only option no. is for the fourth would be Bushman, and I just... Well, see, I'm almost leaning a different way. I almost yeah. lean two tight ends. I think they all... I, I'm, conv- I'm kind of on that on that roster-building strategy. No now, chance. You know, who knows if it happens or not, all right? who know? We saw some surprises last year that kind of made us think, I would lean towards keeping Kelsey and Noah Gray Letting Blake oh, that's Bell happening. Go. There's no yeah, way. Letting Blake Bell go for, you know, just a couple of days, stay in Kansas City. You're not going anywhere. You're getting called back soon. All right. But just 53 man initial, he gets cut. And then Matt Bushman, he's, I mean, he's made a, a pretty good case to make into the roster. I just don't quite see it happening still. I don't know that you're ever going to see Andy Reid with two tight ends and no fullback on his roster, but I'm telling you, even even for an initial 53 move. Yeah, no, I agree. It would be surprising, but we've seen some surprising. I am near convinced there's guaranteed three tight ends on this roster, and it's the three. I mean, I would say three tight ends is more likely. I would have agreed with you if we had not had as many guys go towards that injury slash suspended slash some of these guys have gotten hurt, they're going to have to do some different yeah. things with I them. Mean, if Jody was still on the team. You would automatically say it was three. So that's... Uh, yeah. And then, then that's where you can do the Blake bell thing. But I think with no Jody, yeah. I just think it's a Even straight Jody, three. It's, it's not I think it's just a straight three for them. I don't know how they, I don't, I don't think you'll see him do two there unless Brett just sells his butt off to Andy and make sure that Blake is literally locked in the chief's basement. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely get behind that train. I'm just saying, I still think that's a possibility. I think that's a more likely possibility than four. If, if you have a few dollars and you can find a line, Garrett, I bet, I bet I would take that if I was you. Cause I bet those odds are pretty yeah, large. If there was a line for it, I would, I would be sprinkle, the case. Just, just a little sprinkle on that, you know, yeah, just that one, that one would be one of them plus five thousands or two yeah. plus seven. Yeah. That one, yeah, that yeah, one would yeah, be way up there. On there, you know? So um, but yeah, we, I will, we'll say for all intents and purposes, they keep three. 
with so that gives you that gives you like i said three and three with that makes six that would be seven wide receivers is 13 and the four running backs would be 17 which means we're probably keeping nine linemen and i really think that's where they go i don't Mm -hmm. think they're keeping 10 um which is because i think they can probably get didn't they keep eight last year uh, they did some weird thing with Lawson. I think, I think that was yeah. But I think I think it's nine yeah. this year, and I think it's because one of those guys they can't get to the practice squad. But I also think there's a couple guys that they do have that are going to slide to it. Um, they're going to yeah. keep your starting line may be one of the best offensive lines in football. Donovan well, Smith, well, Joe Tooney, one, yeah. Creed Humphrey, yeah. Trey Smith, Jawan Taylor. You can go ahead and put those bullet points where they go. That's yeah. your starting offensive line, and boy, do they look good. One of the best that we've probably seen in Mahomes in the Mahomes era. I'd oh, say. well, across the board, talent-wise, floor floor-wise, that's floor. the floor. best. That's the best line he's played in front of. They yeah. stay healthy. Um, this team's gonna be just fine on offense. Exactly. So um, that five is guaranteed. Nick Allegretti. He hasn't been hit in two games. Yeah, exactly. I know so they only played time. like to eight drives, but he hasn't been hit in eight. Mm-hmm. Dri- that's crazy in the NFL. Yeah. So Nick Allegretti, pretty much the lock to make. Uh, yeah, that's done. Yeah, he's going to be the interior offensive lineman backup. Like, that's done. Because he plays center, he plays left guard, he plays right guard. So really, if they wanted to, which I think what they did last year, is they literally just had him as their backup interior lineman and just let him play everything and use the game day elevations. Um, yeah. Who knows how it will go this year. Uh, backup tackles. What are you thinking here? It's not even the tackles. I, I the. Uh, so they've got Prince Tegawanogo, Wanya Morris, and Niang, and some folks think Jason Godrick's been the best of the backup tackles, which is <laughs> something. It, something. They've got tackle depth. I also think you can probably get Jason Godrick to the practice squad pretty easy. Oh, yeah. I well, also I think, think you can probably easy. get Wanya Morris to the practice squad. He maybe not. I don't know. I I, I think you know. I think you probably run a higher risk with Wanye than you do with say. I think so, but I think yeah. you probably run a higher risk with him than say Prince. Yeah, and I think yeah. he's probably they've snapped Jordan him more game. than Prince. They've snapped him more than Prince, and they've snapped him on both sides. Yeah, I would so kind of lean. So I'm a little curious. I think he's probably your swing tackle. That's where I'm leaning with Wanye. Uh, Lucas Niang being the guy yeah. that's to, to the practice squad only because his availability the past couple years. You know, I'm leaving Wanye as your yeah. swing tackle. So, yeah, seriously. I also don't know how many interior guys they keep. Well, yeah. So in my head, I think they keep Prince and Wanye, and then I think they'd have Niang go to the practice squad because I think with. And honestly, even if Niang gets signed, I might not even miss him that bad. Really, I mean, if I'm being real. But you keep him on the practice squad, see if he keeps on developing. But yeah, Wanya can play your swing. I think Prince you want to have at left as a backup left tackle with what we've seen. What do you think of Mike Calindo? Is he gonna make this roster? Mike Caliendo? Yeah. yeah. He's uh You've got Caliendo is- and Kennard inside too. Yeah, and- those are the two the two fighting for it. Um Gary Kennard's shown improvement at the guard spot. Mike Caliendo has also showed, I mean, the past two years he's shown They're so damn deep, it's ridiculous. He really deserves to be on a roster, you know. And Austin Ryder's probably not making this team. No, he'll be on Sebastian. Sebastian they don't. They can only team. keep nine. I don't know where you go here because you're going to have to keep at least two tackles. Yeah, and so I'll throw this out. I think they keep Prince and Wanye. I think they keep Nick, and then between Kennard and Caliendo, it's kind of a coin flip to me 
honestly, because I think either of those I guys are keeping really... Cali because I think you can get. I don't think you can get. Well, I think they the might both clear. I think they can both get him on the practice squad. Honestly, Cali is an undrafted free agent, and we've seen a lot of good stuff from him. But I don't. I don't know how. Dude, I'm so I'm so gun shy this year with this team. No, I feel you. The rest of this league is finally starting to come try to pick and poke it. They are paying more attention to this. And now that you've Eric Bieniemy is looking for anything that wore a Chiefs logo ever for in Washington. Yeah, uh, Doug Peterson is doing basically the same thing in Jacksonville. Although I did like taking Juwan Taylor from them, which was quite helpful yeah um you've got the colts who chris ballard was a chiefs rep at one yeah, point front giants office underling at one point Kafka and the giants Kafka's in new york i mean they there's a lot of this tree and there's a lot of like-minded personnel teams from that yeah. perspective from the reed program and teams are starting to try to come pick players because they they can watch film on all this they can see all these tapes and these they reps sure they sure can. And, and they watch those preseason games. You don't think the, that's what these scouting departments across these front offices league-wide do is watch yeah. these. Uh, you're, that's why they say yeah. if you're on that second, third, and fourth line, you're all, or fourth, fourth string, you're always playing for a job. That's why. There's teams always watching. So oh, yeah. you always and when you line. win as often you as this team has won and they s- consistently have depth at what appears to be offensive linemen that seem to function pretty well, Teams are going to come calling because tackle play is hard to find in this league. Yeah, that's where that's where if, you, if you're saying that you think you can get both of them to the practice squad, I think you keep Tega, Wanye, and Lucas, and slide Darian and Caliendo both to the practice squad that's and keep Allegretti as the nine. That really I think because can swing inside. If you, you, you have to. to put Lucas inside or Allegretti can think, play everywhere, and also you have the game day elevations where they're probably going to keep. You know, I think if you probably, I think if you probably asked Wanye, he could probably play guard too because he's playing with guys with Creed yeah. who he played with, and they are and they can. I, I think mean, in they, situation you would probably have him, but yeah, either way. Like I, I said, I just based on like I said, we're gonna get I wonky on the defensive. T- we yeah. we're gonna get wonky on the DND tackle this thing. We're gonna get wonky on the defensive side. I'm telling you, this offensive line and this tackle play and how important tackle play is in the league and having depth at it. Yeah, I don't know that they don't keep those three and and nick and try to get the other to the other group to the practice squad you know i'm kind of convinced by that i might i might chalk my vote up to that one honestly i mean we saw I, him do it last year with only having i know people don't aren't in love with lucas niang but y'all he's not not injured there's he's still much better there. yeah, there's, there's still plenty there have him as a as a potential development still there's still yeah. a lot to develop there's still plenty still there have a lot of talent there so so yeah, I'm all right. Like, I'm like be on that on that train. So that puts us at I think 26 there, right? With that with that nine. With nine, and you had 17. Yeah. Yeah. So 26. Yeah. So we got 27 to play with on the defensive side. Is that in my math? math or we? Up? Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Oh no. That's so right. we got yeah. we got yeah. three specialists. Though. Three. So you got yeah. kicker, punter, long snapper. Yeah. So we got 24 spots. <laughs> right. And I think you're gonna run 10 DBs. And. 10 defensive line and then four linebackers why not that sounds about right that adds up 24 okay so let's figure it out let's figure it out right here so we got defensive let's start with the defensive line obviously we talked about a lot of them there's got a lot of guys that are locked to make this roster uh george carloftis chris jones Derek Knighty, mike dana 
Charles mm-hmm. Menahue. Uh, um, he's is he counting towards the first fifty-three? Uh, he's suspended, so I don't believe so. Yeah, so you don't even have to really consider that. So you got four locked in there. You got Felix, who's going to be a lock probably, um, just by his draft position. Um, so we talked about Danny Shelton. I think Danny Shelton is going to make this team. So that's yeah, six, yeah. That back correctly, one, two, three, four, yeah. five. Yeah, six. So. You said Karloftis, Chris, Dana, and Naughty. And Naughty, and then Felix. Felix. And then Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton. Okay. So, we got Keandre Coburn, I'd say, is the next probably likely guy to make it, right? We got Keandre Coburn. Turk. Keandre and Turk. I don't think Turk's eight. I think Turk's probably farther up the depth chart than that. But yes, well, yeah, yeah. Turk we're is one of the eight. We're just, we're just going through and, this. So yeah, I, I don't. I know. I'm clarifying because if we don't, you yeah, know, the yeah. people are gonna be like, "Oh, Turk's the eighth guy." No, no, that's not what yeah. I said. Exactly. We're just going so off of have... what we're reading across the screen, boys and girls. Right. So then we have those last two spots, which the candidates for those last two spots, I would say, Joshua Kando, Daniel Wise, and Malik Herring, and I and guess BJ Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, and maybe Matt Dickerson. Matt Dickerson has had a good camp. I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so. I don't think we need that. So, out of those, I mean, he's, yeah. he has he's had a fine camp. I just don't. That's not. Yeah, I think they'll sneak him on the practice squad pretty easily. Out of those four, I'd say probably Malik Herring. They've they've liked a lot of his versatility. I think. Um, I think they probably looking. I've looked through this and I've gone back and forth like ten times in my head now on whether or not BJ Thompson is on this roster or on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. I think they could probably get him to the practice squad just because of his size yeah. when he was drafted. Some of the question marks on how to use him, what to do with him. That's partially the reason he fell in the draft. Uh, I think they could probably take him to the practice squad and then you can try to keep, you know, the, the herring in the Kando, even though I don't know that Kando has done much in this camp to show any more increase in development. From like a skill set, he's still a freak athlete, but I still don't know what that amounts to. Um, yeah, I, it's just this defensive end group with Ominihue suspended and all that. It makes it, like I said, it makes it more centered towards the D tackles. I think I think Naughty yeah. Jones, Karloftis, Dana, Wise, Shelton, and then Coburn, Wharton, and like what do you got? Four, five, six, seven, eight. Felix is nine, and then uh, it's either yeah. Malik or BJ, and I, I just, yeah, out of those two, I think, yeah, you can probably stash BJ a lot easier. Maybe Danny Wise gets cut and brought back if they want to do something weird. Yeah, yeah, or they try to veteran practice squad him. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just with I what there's not a lot of. I'm not wowed by the defensive ends, but we talked about this earlier. I don't know if it was on. On the, on the show or in the pre-show because right. we talk and stuff before, but uh, Spags has built this front to be... Everybody kind of has similar builds. They can move them in and out and left and right and stick them wherever they want, and I've been begging for this to get kind of a NASCAR package to where they can just line dudes up anywhere. And they started using Leo Chanel to pass rush with in certain scenarios. I think they may play some three-three-five this year, which is because just because of how much size they have up the middle with... with Naughty and Coburn and Shelton available for those for that inside, not to mention Chris Jones existing. Yeah. Yes, he's still going to play for this team he's at some point exist. this year. Come on, yeah, he's um, but you're, you know, with that said, I think 
I don't, I mean, uh, BJ can probably get the practice squad. I also think you could probably easily stick Malik Herring on the practice squad again. I, I don't, I, it's yeah. kind of a whichever one plays more special teams, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably BJ, to be honest. He might, but I don't know. He's the way I think. He's more built to play special teams from a posi- from a size perspective than, than Herring would be, unless Herring's playing it on the line perspective. D- BJ could be a variety of things on special yeah. teams with his size. So that's, that's very interesting. That's going to be a spot. I think. That's the one where I don't know if we'll you're really going to have, have a right answer. There's yeah, probably we'll really not a right answer. Yeah, we'll really have to look at this last preseason game. And My vote is BJ right now. If I was yeah. doing this right now. Make the team? Over Malik, I think. Because okay. I think you can get them both to the practice squad. I think it's just a matter yeah, of, of say, special teams. Yeah, out of the two, I'd probably say Malik. But yeah, it's going to be a corn flip. And I'm, that's going to I'm be leaning Dave Toe, baby. And I just feel like I Dave's going to want to. Let's pay attention on special teams. Who's, yeah. who's on special teams. Uh, if you want something to watch in this third preseason yeah. game, watch yeah, every special team snap you can find. You on special teams and pencil them into your roster. That's basically just just look for. through that. For, if you can find first team special team snaps that they put out there in this game, find them. Because yeah. that's the t- those are, if you see a person that you don't necessarily expect, they're either checking to see if he's good enough to do it or he's on the special teams unit and he's on the roster. Exactly. So, so that's that's the that's your that's your preseason nugget secret for this game three that's probably not going to have a whole lot of storylines. Yeah, exactly. So I'd say that about wraps up the D line. Yeah, I think you're. I, for me, it's BJ. You can be. You can lean Malik. Um, yeah. linebackers: Willie Gay, Nick Linebacker. Bolton, Drew Tranquil, yep. Leo Chanel. Any questions? I'm pretty set in stone. Yeah, I don't think there's much question. Jack Cochran. Jack Cochran practice squad probably yeah, will get game day elevated. Probably practice squad as well, but yeah, those uh, are good guys. Those are gonna play. Yeah, I like game day Jack. I like Jack. Jack's played well this preseason. Yeah, I still think he's, he's a practice squad guy. Yeah, still a practice squad guy. Very easy. I don't think there's many question marks about the linebackers at this. Here's point. the fun part. But I honestly think this is one guy, one a one position debate. Also, that's what I happens do. when your roster is a Super Bowl roster and it's young and it's deep and there's talent everywhere. It's kind of nice, yeah. isn't it? It is very nice. So let's do the guarantees. Trent Ladarius. Yep. yep. Josh Jalen. Yep. Justin, Brian, Mike, and Shamari. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately think Deion Bush is a guaranteed lock also. Yeah. Just because of the so. special team stuff. I would say so. So that's eight defensive backs there between cornerbacks and safeties. Nick Jones has broken fingers. He does, which is very concerning because he's had a very good preseason in camp. And he would pretty much be a lock, I think, for this roster. Had not I don't know, man. Echo Boy Doe has been balling in camp and Echo was balling in, in that first game for sure. He had, right. I, think he got, I think he had one or two ones he probably wants back in the Arizona game. But he also they also really didn't give up much in Arizona either. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think you probably, uh, DiCaprio, um... I love your fire and your intensity. I just think you're probably going to the practice squad or somewhere else. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't see anybody else. Khalif, Khalif, Lamar Jackson, Reese Taylor, Deron Lowe. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Like I just, yeah. it, I, I legitimately depends on what they do with Nick Jones from the broken fingers perspective and how many games do they have to pup list him? Are they going to put him on the 53 and then put him on IR for the four weeks and then they can pull him off? And then they bring Echo from the practice squad because I genuinely think you can probably get either of those guys to the practice squad without yeah, much difficulty. Being a seventh round pick, I think you're pretty solid on him being a practice. You know, you can get him to the practice. Like squad I said, pretty- I, the only thing you might get is the team surprise swoop in him because we talked about earlier all these freaking Chiefs teams 
or Chiefs adjacent person, former personnel, the Bears. I didn't even yeah. mention the freaking Bears earlier. The with Bears. The, with the oh, I guess my camera's decided to give up Good on me for a moment. So I'll work on that while we continue to talk about these DBs. But yeah, I will um, say DBs. You know, we have pretty much nine of them guaranteed. Um, yeah, Nick Jones, Echo. That's kind of the biggest that's, battle, I think, but almost... That's it. That's the battle, I think. That is pretty much the battle. This is also the spot that I could see, you know, just keeping nine. And then you have an extra somewhere. You have an extra, maybe an extra that's wide receiver. That's the 10th O-lineman. Or Smith. Or Smith. Or, or the 10th O-lineman with Kennard or yeah. Caliendo or Kalindo. Exactly. So this is almost like, yeah, depending on how Nick Jones' injury is, you might just see nine DBs here. I would almost kind of lean that way, but... If I had to say 10 over Nick and Echo. There it goes. There we go. We're back. Over Nick and Echo. I don't know. Echo does Echo does kind of have that have that spunk to him, you know. And it'll be interesting. Thing, especially your, your specialists, Winchester, Butker, Townsend. Boy, I'm yeah. glad we had that conversation. They mean um, even not a single other kicker or punter this preseason. Like not even for like I don't yeah. even think there's another long snapper in camp either. No, you know, so there's like those three can just go do their thing on the side. We don't have to worry about that. So yeah, that that pretty much wraps it. Uh, wraps if it that group well. is if that group, if you have a special teams like this, your specialists. I believe the quote for most special teams coaches when it comes to the specialists grouping is, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." Exactly, and that's one of the best in the league. So, with that being said, we are. Good. We're we're good to go here. Team. I think yeah. everybody ready for for Saturday. I hope. Yeah, definitely. Um, got a couple like things said, to look out for. You got stuff to watch. There's. Yeah. You're gonna have to. It, you have to really want to watch. You really I'm not. I'm to not gonna watch. be. If you're if you're a Chiefs fan that's just a Chiefs fan and you're ready for the season to start, I absolutely get it. You can also probably stop listening at this point. Not yeah. telling you to stop listening to the show, but if no, you don't care about legitimately you. like digging in deep to this, you probably don't need to continue at this point. For exactly. this rest of this episode, we know who we're gonna see. Um, stats for the Chiefs. This you year. you want to watch like we talked about the special team snaps. Pay attention to all special team snaps. Punt, yeah, watch up, watch kick the return. Yeah, watch the backup O line. See how they play. See you definitely want to see the consistency from return. the youngers. And then, what kind of pass rush do they generate with the younger yeah. guys? Um, and with this second and third units and see who see they kinda, see what they're using those D line for, you know, if they're running stunts with BJ Thompson out there and stuff like that, like that might be a good indicator that they might have more trust in him. To, to if they're, if they're bringing in and running some different packages and cause the, I, 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 yeah. I'm telling you Spags, when he gets to a place and he's been in a place for a while, he's got a playbook on defense. It's, gotta be dang near like andy's on offense it just keeps he just keeps opening it up a little more yep. we got some more stuff over here we got some more stuff over here we got some more stuff over here they could run some 335 this year yeah they could run some bear front if they want to do it times bear front. yeah i, I love they bear can front. run pure nascar package where you got that amoeba yeah. front where they just stand everybody up and go okay figure it out especially with Legarius and what they want, my, like they've been using Leo Chanel in some areas. Like, yeah, there's eight guys here. You have no idea who's coming and who's covering. Good luck. Exactly. Yeah. Cover zero every play. Let's figure it out, you know? So, with that being said, I think that's a pretty, pretty solid wrapping point here. Pretty solid. Oh, so, who's, who's the returners? 
who are your returners? Yeah. Gunners Look and returners will help you understand. With, uh, with Nico probably not getting many reps this I game. I feel bad for that kid. Watch. I don't know yeah. that he's I, – that injury sucks, man. That does suck. But also congrats on being on the IR and being in the building for the rest of the year. You know That's true. You don't, you exactly. don't have to worry, have to worry about does. that. You you go, you're going to eat earned, the rest of the year. Yeah, I've earned the IR. I, have they, but they haven't IR'd him yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the curious thing. I don't know why they haven't, wouldn't have done it yet and then just sign another guy to play in this last preseason game. But, you know, they, probably a that's right, though. They haven't IR'd him yet. I have not no. seen the IR news. So. No, they have not. So they're probably, I think they're, he was, last I heard, they're waiting a second opinion on his shoulder. I think, seeing how that goes, they might. I not. told you that dislocation crap. It can be super severe and require surgery or just suck a lot and hurt for a little while. Yeah. So watch the returners, see who else gets in that mix uh, behind, you know, Amir Smith-Marset and Richie James. And uh, hmm. and if Amir Smith-Marset is your one of your first yeah. punt return or kick return or a ton of return reps, the only so. other thing that might mean is, hey, come trade me a seventh round pick for this guy. Yeah, that is true, huh? Because Brett, true. Brett Veach, I know he's he working on that. Chris's deal, but you can yeah. bet your behind. He's got his eye over here too on all kinds of moving pieces. Oh yeah, we've seen we've seen plenty of late round swaps for for guys who are on the fringe of the roster. Charvarius Ward, ring a bell, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, for, for uh, anger, his name was that, Parker that, Anger. Uh, Parker Anger, yeah, yeah. That we sent. Uh, we had a backup offensive trade for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. It's there's always moves. I uh, wasn't. I wasn't. I feel like Cam one year was a late camp trade, wasn't he? Cam Irving. Didn't we trade him out late one year for a pick at the end of a camp when know. we were gonna cut him? I think I don't remember. I feel like he was either a late trade out or a late camp no like sixth round pick, seventh round pick given up for him at one point type of deal i don't remember they've done a yeah. bunch of that stuff though across the roster at different yeah. spots for different yeah. players and they've hit a lot when they've done that so exactly so with that being said chiefs kingdom we thank you so much for tuning in with us on this episode be sure to pop out at arrowhead this uh this saturday and go uh, give it a watch see what it's yeah. like in person maybe it won't be 2000 degrees outside yeah, it actually might be kind of hot. There, so I don't, I don't ah, know it's supposed that. to rain, so it might actually feel halfway decent outside. Okay, there you go. And Arrowhead might be a good time. I mean, Arrowhead's always a good time. At least it's supposed to rain in Wichita, and I, have, I haven't looked too close, McKenzie, but I know that there's precipitation supposed to be ripping through this area at some point to hopefully break up this freaking heat wave we've been dealing with all over the Midwest. It is bad. Yeah, it's all around the country. It is bad. So Yeah, that dome or whatever that they kept projecting on the weather map over basically all of Chiefs Kingdom was not my favorite thing in the history of the world. No. So stay cool. Enjoy this last preseason. Hydrate. Enjoy yourselves if you do go. Hydrate. We've got about 14 days to the first game of the NFL season. So Everybody woosah a little bit. A little woosah. Exactly. Every deep breath. Take some time. Last few weeks of of preseason here before uh before real football begins because it's gonna be a good time so oh man i'm ready for real football and watching be sure to follow us at kingdom says pod on facebook twitter x uh instagram all that good stuff um and then also check out our youtube kingdom says pod you really want to check out the youtube 
Our Kingdom Recon guys are continuing to put out. They had their first show last week. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. They're getting ready to do another one here, I think, probably in the next couple days. Um, I think it's either coming out this week or next week. I think they're doing one every two weeks to start with. I can't remember. So check Um, out the YouTube says podcast. We've got a lot of good stuff going on on there. You can watch our watch our beautiful faces live as we talk about this so you see all of our weird rooms and cool stuff yeah. got going on exactly i need to put up some stuff in my weird room he's working uh, on it he's still working on getting his stuff put up i got some yeah. i got a bunch of chief stuff behind we got a bunch of here, here. i mean he killed it so it took me uh, a long time <laughs> yeah same same it's been, a, it's been a minute but it's been Chief's a problem. thank you so much for tuning in listening and watching this one we will see you guys on the next episode yes. we appreciate you all i guess